0: Good morning and welcome to The Morning Motivation. I am your host, Brittany Daniel. In today's video, you guys, we are going to be talking about the Christian husband. Dum, 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 dum. (laughs) We're going to be talking about the Christian husband, what makes of the Christian husband, looking at a few people, a few men in the Bible and see how they operated as a Christian husband, going through some principles that I found you know, combing through the Bible, pulling the layers back of what a Christian husband is. If you were single, the things and characteristics to look out for, for a Christian husband. And yesterday's video, we talked about a woman of God and a wife and a Proverbs 31 woman. So if you all missed that, then check out episode 188, I believe this is 189. Yes. Check out episode 188 where we discussed the characteristics of a Christian wife and a Christian woman uh, that some men can be looking for uh, because we had a few questions from the men in our audience. So thank you guys for being here. Good morning, Glorious Rising, Graham Rising. Uh, If you are watching internationally, good afternoon, good morning, and good night. Join us live each and every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern to uh, join Morning Motivation. And if you are in our live chats, then you get a shout out. So make sure you join us live if you are listening on the podcast because you can always listen later. Love for you to join live, but if you cannot join live because you are not up at 8 a.m. Eastern or you're at work or whatever the case may be, then you can always go to uh, the Brittany Daniel podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Podcasts to listen back and uh, just enjoy. And if you ever have any feedback, let me know. I would love to know the topics that you guys would want and all of that. So let's go ahead and do our morning prayer, get into our shout outs, make sure you load up the comments. And we're going to dive right into what is a Christian husband, okay? So dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up again for another day. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship through the internet. I pray that the words that I speak are from you that are biblical and that someone on this live or somebody listening gets a clear understanding of the characteristics of a God-fearing man and the men that you want us to link up with. And I pray that if anybody is out there in doubt, Anybody that feels like their boaz or their, their husband is 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 doesn't exist, that you rebuke that in the name of Jesus, and that you give them faith, you implant and let them know and show them examples of good Christian men that they can link up with if, if it is in your right and in your fit. And that we do the things that are pleasing in your sight, that you create us to be God-fearing Christian women, in your darling son, Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Before I get into the shout-outs, I do want to say, well. Yeah. Before I get into the shout outs, I want to say this. So being on the Internet, you see all of these things about um, about what is holding women back from being with men. Right. And just doing an observation of my married friends versus my single friends. I'm one of the single ones uh, versus my married friends and things like that all of the talk like, oh, women are so masculine. That's why they're not together. They're too ambitious. They are going after their degrees in these jobs. You guys, the women that I know have degree that are married, have degrees. They're ambitious. They make money. They're Proverbs 31 women. Remember we talked about that yesterday of we broke down a Proverbs 31 woman and how she's a hustler, how she makes money for her family, how she takes care of her family. The married women I know, especially the ones that have been married for a while, that has nothing to do with it. This masculine energy that men are referring to, masculine energy in that regard is ambition, uh, focus and all that. That, y'all, even some of the stuff like who should pay and all just listening to the stories on how they link together. They're, they're, don't listen to people on the internet when it comes to why women are single and men are this. and men. Like all of that is a facade because when I listen to their stories, it's the exact opposite. The biggest correlation I see with my married friends versus my single friends and me is that my married friends had an example of what marriage looked like. That is like the biggest difference. My married home girls. Were, they were raised in a two-parent household, regardless if their parents were the perfect couple, they kind of got an example of what marriage looks like, how to get through a hard time, how to deal with somebody that they don't like 24-7. And me and my single friends, I think we didn't have that example. That's like the biggest difference. And then also the men that they chose because they knew the characteristics of a husband, right? The men that they chose, it was God's timing. It was them understanding what they were looking for in a man besides like, oh, I like you. And they went a little bit more below the surface. And I see that that is the biggest difference. So you can still learn those things. It's not all is lost. It's not about your age. Believe me, there are some God fearing single men out here. Um, I go to church with some of them and I'm like, okay, they're out there. So don't think that, oh, it's too late or because I didn't find my husband in college or because I want a degree or I want a home or I'm ambitious that I can't get a man and I should little. My that has nothing to do with it. I'm here to tell you all now because I seen somebody post that yesterday and I'm just like, but your wife is all the things that you're saying women not to be like I I we see your wife publicly. So why are you making that? because it's trendy. It's trendy to say that women are masculine or women are this, and that's why they're not married. Um, And that may be a piece of it for certain people, but do not use, don't let blanket statements of why people aren't the way they are to be your, your, don't adopt those things and don't settle or feel like you need a fixer upper. You have to lower your standards in order to be married um, because doing that is not going to give you success either. And I've seen that as well. And I've had that in my own life. So don't think that because of everybody's projecting these things on the internet, that you have to adopt those as your truth. If you have faith, if you do what God is telling you to do, you continue to work on yourself and you see characteristics, you will be able to be matched in God's perfect time. Okay. So do not, don't feed into that. I know it's out there. I know it's loud and they love to blame women, even though people can step up instead of us lowering, how about, you know, they're, So I'm going to leave that there. Yes. So let's go into the shout outs. Good morning, Chevy Chev. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Diamond. Glorious Rising. Happy Housewife. Good morning, Destiny. Yes, exactly what I'm looking for, period. Good morning, Talia. Thank you. Yes, you guys hit the subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up video if you guys are ready for this. Good morning, Sharnisa. Good morning, Melon and Honey. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, Lacey. Good morning, Cooking with Raw. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, She Amber. Married if you want to be an insult. What does that mean? Oh, get married if you want to. What does that mean? Uh, driven seat. Break that down because I don't know what that means. Uh, good morning. Uh, Very encouraging. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, happy Housewife says, Been married for 17 years to my first love in total. 28 years. It works. It works, and but it's wonderful. It's work, but it's wonderful. Thank you for that. Do you have children? Then you ain't been around. If you gotta answer, ask those questions, you ain't been around. So go ahead, check out my channel. Go do some research. <laughs> because we're not gonna get off topic today. Uh, Stephanie, good morning. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Inches typically aren't me. I don't even know what that means, right? And let's keep it. If you're not gonna add value to the topic, we're not going to be distracted. Um, This video may not be for you. So if you're not going to add value, if you're not going to add two cents, you can agree, disagree respectfully, all opinions are welcome. But if you're just coming here to be combative and you want to just stir the pot and just be a nuisance, like this community isn't for you. We're positive, we're God fearing, we're going to keep it, keep it light. Okay. So if you just want to come in here just at 8am in the morning, Eastern time to just stir the pot and, and, and cause ruckus, Please exit stage left. We do not need you here. Good morning, Rikia. Good morning, Britt. You look beautiful. Thank you. You haven't been here. This hairstyle is a little old, but thank you. She, Amber says, who is that? (laughs) I don't know. And they can leave. Aisha. good morning. Okay. So let's dive into a God-fearing man, a husband. Uh, We talked about yesterday. If we want to get into what a Christian wife is, what a Christian woman is, go ahead and read Proverbs 31. Uh, we talked about that yesterday, so go check out episode 188, and we du- we we dove deep into what a God fearing woman was, right? And then Percy had some questions, and um, we talked about that, right? For the men, for the men out there that's like, hey, I don't see no none of these women you talking about. They exist, women and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Be very careful of the stories that you adopt for yourself, right? If you tell yourself that there are no good men out there, that will be your reality. I see it all the time. And I try to, I joke with my Lyme brother online because he posts a lot of like the toxic, heartbroken men posts. And I used to do the same thing a little bit with the men, right? Um, be very careful who you watch adopting. There's a, a young lady that I love on the internet so much, but every time I go on her page, it's always men bad, it's always just negative. You don't want to. Put yourself in this atmosphere or this mentality of something, right? Like same thing as like a broke mentality. You don't want to keep yourself in this mindset of, oh, money is hard to get and all because that's where you'll stay. So if you put yourself in a mentality of there's no good God fearing men out here, all men are this, all men, that's exactly in the scope that you'll stay. Your perception is your reality. So if you adopt certain values, if you adopt certain beliefs, that will be exactly what you see. But if you tell yourself, hey, if I see all these folks out here married, if I see God doing it for them, he going to do it for me. I'm in their vicinity. So uh, I see him, them being blessed. He going to bless me too. When you change your mindset, when you start opening your eyes and telling yourself what what is available to you, faith, just like money, right? We can't have the same, the, that mindset about money, but not have that mindset about relationships. So if you tell yourself, ain't no good God fair, you ain't never going to find them. And men too. If you tell yourself that all these women are this and, and all they do is want us for this money and blah, 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 and, they're, and the reason why they're not with us is because they're masculine, then that's going to be your reality. I'm telling y'all that right now. So be very careful of what you tell yourself. Be very careful what you feed your soul which you feed your mind because your reality and what you intake is what you're going to have, period. Like, if you don't feel like God is going to show up for you, he won't. I mean, he will. He's God. But in your mind, he's not showing up for you. When he let you wake up, he gave you a roof over your head. You know what I mean? Like, go down your list of gratitude and you'll prove yourself wrong look at what's out there for real for real not what's on the internet but what you see in real life and 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 the proof is in the pudding right all right so let's dive into what a God fearing man is good morning good morning good morning thank y'all good morning all right so I was reading uh let's start with Isaac because we were talking about Genesis 24 yesterday right and what uh and what, and what it was to be a God-fearing, God-fearing woman and, and all of these things. But one thing that I noticed about the husbands, the husbands of the Bible, right? The ones that wanted the wives. One thing I noticed that was equal across the board is they were all stable. They were all financially stable before they decided to get married. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be rich men. But, and I'm just gonna take it back down out of the Bible to uh, what our brother, Uncle Steve says about men, right? He says, if a man is not secure with what he does, this is from Uncle Steve, this is not me, right? This is another man. And I have yet to hear a man dispute this, this logic. If a man is not secure with what he does, meaning his career, his job, his purpose, if he is not secure with how much he makes, And there's a there's a third one. But those two career purpose and his his financial situation, even though they like to get on the Internet and say how much that doesn't matter, it does for a man because it's a part of his ego. It's a part of his build. Uh, A masculine man is a natural provider, just like a feminine woman. Right. And I'm not talking about feminine energy. I'm talking about a feminine woman, a God-fearing Christian woman the way she takes care of her household, the way she takes care of her children, the way she takes care of her husband, that makes her feel good, right? Innately, a man who wants to be a provider. A man naturally wants to be a provider, not used, but naturally wants to be a provider. So what he does, fulfilling his purpose for God and being secure with how much he makes is very important. Now, I'm not saying that he needs to be wealthy. I'm not saying he needs to be rich. It's up to the man. So while you're dating and getting to know somebody, asking them how they feel about their career is very important. And even asking like, are you secure financially? Not asking how much do you make and getting all into that man's business when you're dating him. That is not, you know, that's not to me your business when you don't know him like that. I It baffles me when women ask like, how much do you make? I think that's really weird. Um, but I heard some some do that. Personally, I don't think it's none of your business, <laughs> but I, I do believe in asking, like, how do you feel about your career? Do you enjoy what you do? Um, Because if he's still trying to figure it out, if he doesn't know his purpose, asking a man, you know, are you? Do you feel like you know your purpose? Do you know where God is leading you? Especially if he's a God-fearing man, knowing those things as a man, I believe, is very important. So going back to the Bible, right? And that's what I've been, you know, told by other men and Uncle Steve and all that stuff. So going back to the Bible, Genesis twenty four, when Isaac, when Isaac, uh, excuse me, when Abraham sent the servant to go look for Isaac's wife, one thing is, is that he Isaac was secure, right? He was going to get the inheritance of his hus- of of his father, so he was already taken care of. Same goes for Boaz. So if we go down to Ruth, good morning, glorious rising. So if we go down to Ruth, right? And I do want to say this because it's on my heart to say just because a man is having a hard time financially does not mean that he's not valuable. Everybody goes through hard times, especially now, like women and men. So I'm not saying that if he's in a rough spot that he's unvaluable. That is not it. You should not judge a man by how much he makes. I think that that's very selfish. And I think that that's very. um, It's just not like. I just don't think that that's wise, right? Because everybody can go through a rough phase. Um, However, make sure whatever phase that he's in, that he's still secure as a man before you decide to take it serious. Because it might just not be his season to, to commit, right? It's different to be his friend. It's different when you're dating, but he might need focus in that season. And the Bible also talks about that. Like while you're single, devote a lot of your time to, the word God, your purpose, because when you're married or when you're in when you're in a marriage, you're you're too distracted in doing married things as you should. Right. All right. So let's look at Ruth. So Ruth um, is where we meet Boaz and, and everybody wants this Boaz man. Right. If you are a woman of oh God, you have probably heard there's like somebody that even wrote a book called. And I think that this man uh, actually got caught up in a scandal. Uh, when he said, God, where's my Boaz or something like that? He has a book, but everybody talks about Boaz. Um, let's pause for a second. Percy, good morning, Percy. Hey, Brittany, morning motivators. You said feminine energy and a feminine woman. What is the difference? Thank you for asking that. All right, so before we get into Ruth, feminine energy and feminine a feminine woman are two different things. Everybody has both energies, right? Everybody, every single human being has both energies. Feminine energy can consist of creativity. Uh, let's actually look up the difference because there's a laundry list, and I want every man and woman um, to look up the difference: feminine energy and masculine energy. Because there's 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 a chart. All right, there. Everybody has duality. Everybody has both energies in them. All right, so. Here's the difference between feminine energy and and masculine energy. So feminine energy is emotional, uh, intuitive, meaning your intuition, creative, surrender, stillness, vulnerability. That is feminine energy. A wounded feminine energy is codependent, insecure, and inauthentic. Everybody can be that. Everybody can be that, right? Every man can be emotional intuitive, creative, surrender, stillness, vulnerability, which every man should possess because in order to be a successful husband, you should have those things. And if a woman wants to be a successful wife, she needs those things as well, right? Um, masculine energy is considered focus, confidence, logical, stable, clarity, and assertive. Everybody can have that, right? That doesn't make you masculine, uh, a man because you are focused and you have confidence. Wounded masculinity is control, aggression, and dominance. Everybody could have that as well. So what wounded is is like if you're hurt, if you if there's pain, if you haven't healed from certain things. Um so everybody has that duality. I don't think it's wise for a man never to operate in his feminine energy because you're not creative. So all of these men that are on the internet telling women that because you have masculine energy that you're single. That's they're being in their feminine energy because they're being creative, right? They're surrendering to their process. You know, if you are a man and you meditate, that is feminine energy. You're in stillness. You're in vulnerability. You're in surrender. Praise and worship is a quote unquote feminine energy because you're surrendering to God. There's nothing wrong with that. That's duality in both. What femininity is, is dresses, perfume. Um, feminine ways, hand gestures. Masculine is, you know, ugh, you know. Let me go hunt. Let me go, <laughs> you know, to think golfing and and the things that men do, uh, grabbing of the crotch. I don't know. Those. That's the difference between energy and femininity and masculinity. Does that make sense, Percy? Mm-hmm. Let me know. And thank you for the super chat and for that question. That's actually a very good question. So be very careful when you take on what people say on the Internet without doing your own research. Do not be a sheep. I always tell y'all do your own research because everybody has the dual energies within them. Every single person. Now, if you subscribe to femininity and masculinity is two different things. Okay, so just know the difference. All right. So I hope I answered your questions. Good morning. Let me know, Percy, if that answered your question. If I need to clarify, let me know. All right, so let's go back to uh, Ruth. So when we were talking on oh, I lost my page then I lost my spot with Ruth. All right, here we go. So uh, let's talk about the story of Ruth, right? So Ruth, Ruth stumbles across a field and it's Boaz's field. Now, Boaz, Is it says known now there was a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem named Boaz. So Boaz was wealthy. He had land. He was influential. So he was already financially straight before he met his wife. All right. And he was a relative of Naomi's and Ruth was uh, visiting Naomi, taking care of her and things like that. So uh, Ruth goes to this field and she starts gathering uh what does she start gathering like uh, wheat or something like that she starts gathering wheat and he notices her and he says he tells everybody else like hey treat her good so the first thing i notice is he protected her right god-fearing men protect their people so first he's a provider and then he protects her right and since he was influential he was a leader all the things we talked about, and we'll get into Proverbs again, because those things are also mentioned in Proverbs. So he protects her. He he says, I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly. So he already told everybody that's like scoping out his field. Hey, make sure you take She's good. She can gather all the wheat and bur, uh, Brussels or what is it called? All the wheat that she needs to you. Y'all leave her alone. So he protects her. And then he says, uh, then it says, what have I done? Ruth tells to Boaz, what have I done to deserve such kindness? Right. He was kind to her. He wasn't rough. He wasn't manipulative. He wasn't. Um, he wasn't aggressive. He just kind of let her do her, her thing. And he was like, come here and help yourself to as much food as you want. He was very generous with her. And he told them again, do not give her a hard time, let her do her thing. Now, mind you, this entire time that Boaz is being kind to Ruth, he didn't ask her for anything. Right? So when he's doing all of this, he's doing it with a pure intentional heart. And we're gonna get into um, we're gonna look at Jacob as well. Cause Jacob and, and the story of him and Rachel are very interesting and things that I've I've noticed as well. But right now. Boaz is being kind. He's already set himself up. He's already influential. He's already wealthy. And when I looked up the definition of wealthy, is having great deal of money or resources or assets, right? So when we think about a man, let's go back a little bit. When we think about a man who is quote unquote wealthy, wealth isn't only money. You know, we get so hot caught up in our society with a certain dollar amount. When wealth is way more than money, wealth is friendships. Wealth is uh, health. Wealth is an abundance of things. It's, it's God's grace on your life. Wealth doesn't always have to have a certain dollar amount. So I looked up the definition of resources, right? So it says a stock or supply of money, materials, staff, and other assets that can be drawn from on by a person or organization in order to function effectively. So what you're out there dating and you're trying to find your Christian husband, right? If you want a man of God. Does he have resources? And it doesn't have to be, it's up to you what you feel those resources are, right? But it's saying here that he has resources. So other assets that can be drawn on by a person, by an organization in order to function. And it says a focus, uh, and he's a focused man in his youth and makes it happen for himself. So that's another thing is like, how did he spend his youth? Something to really focus on. Because what ends up happening and, and everybody has their own, uh, everybody has their own path, their own come to Jesus moment. So you have to decide if this is a deal breaker or something that matters to you. But how did he spend his youth? The men that are married that I know spent their youth focused on their education and focused on their careers and wealth building. Now, were they frolicking and doing other things? Absolutely, right? <laughs> but they spent most of their youth preparing for their adulthood what ends up happening when people do not focus in their youth on their adulthood, meaning their studies, meaning figuring out what career path to choose, figuring out their purpose is they end up spending time doing that later, you know? So think about that, right? And so I looked at, I took it a step further. So we said that this man was wealthy. he has a great deal of money, resources, or assets. So then I looked up the definition of assets. Assets can be tangible, meaning homes or properties, and intangible, right? So maybe this man doesn't have a whole lot of money, but he definitely has assets, meaning he's intelligent, meaning he can take his ideas and turn them into money. Maybe he has a great idea and you see him working his idea, and you're like, oh, I can see that happening, and I can see how I can help him on that purpose. That's why it's very important for a man uh, to have purpose and have direction. So if you meet a man, And you say, well, do you know your purpose? Do you know what you want to do? And he goes, no, not really. It's not time to link up with him because that comes from God. Um, That does not come from a woman. Uh, You can give him ideas, but it may just be your season to be his friend. And I'm going to speak very generally and very direct off of the situations I've seen, I've experienced and just Examples out there every woman that I know that is married that is successfully married in my personal opinion Their husbands have purpose they have direction and they had a career path before they got married Okay Um before they got married because they knew where they were going and those women are like, okay I can get with that mission. I can get with that purpose. I see where you're going. I can I can help you with that, right? So the assets can be tangible or intangible and then um So let's go back to, to Boaz. So one thing I noticed about Boaz is he was very generous to her and he wanted nothing in return. So he wasn't sitting there like, all right, well, you could pick all of this wheat in the field, but I need some of that on the back end. Like, Hey, what you going to give me? He had none of that in his spirit. He was just very generous and he wanted nothing in return. Um, And he did right by her. He put her best interest before his own. When you have a a God-fearing man, um, one of the things that you should notice or just how you're treated is, are my interests and what's right being put before his personal sexual needs, before his own needs, before um, why is he doing the things that he's doing? Look at intention at all turns. Men, the same thing. Always look at somebody's intentions and why they're doing them. Um, He had... He had Ruth's best interest. He wasn't selfish. Did he possibly like Ruth? Absolutely. Let's let's not let's not act like, you know, people aren't people. Of course, he probably looked at her and was like, oh, OK, kind of like this little thing, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying that he has to be blind and like, you know. But um, I'm sure he thought she was probably attractive and, and you know, he mentioned that he would she was young and he probably saw, you know, OK, but. Throughout the entire chapter, from Ruth 2 all the way to 3 almost, until he he asked uh, for Ruth's hand, he didn't ask her for anything. He actually never even went to her and said he wanted anything from her. He actually went to Naomi and said, hey, I would love to take Ruth. As my wife, like I see how she's doing, I see that she's working, and I'm sure he observed her because she was working in those fields for a minute. So he had probably observed her for a while, saw her work ethic. Remember yesterday how we talked about a God fearing woman and a Proverbs 31 woman and her characteristics? He probably observed her characteristics that whole time. He didn't just jump and was like, Oh, you look good, let me uh, let me holler. You know, I don't even think they say holler anymore, y'all. That's how old I am, but. He he didn't come up to her and was like, yo, what's up? Yeah, you can you can grab these burrows of wheat if you give me some. He was just like, no, do what you gotta do. Y'all leave her alone. You can take as much as you want. And he probably sat back, watched, and observed her. And she worked in those fields. She worked in those fields from for a for a minute. And she kept saying he is showing his kindness um, to us, to us. And she was a widow, actually, too. So he was very respectful in that regard. So he was respectful. Um, He's not going to put you in a compromising situation. He's going to respect your boundaries. He understood that, you know, in order to marry her properly, I have to do it the right way. And here's what I really, really, really uh, respected about Boaz, right? He had integrity. He had integrity. So here's the thing. So Naomi tells Ruth. So back in the day, back in biblical days, If you slept with a woman, it's kind of like Bridgerton. For those of you who watch Bridgerton, it was the same way. If you slept with a woman or got caught up with a woman, that that was your wife. Like that's how you cemented the marriage. There was no ceremonies. Like in the Bible, you don't really see too many ceremonies. They didn't say, Oh, they had a wedding and then they were husband and wife and then they slept together. No, it was they slept together and then that was their 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 wife, right? And plenty of stories. That's why y'all gotta read for yourself. And plenty of stories when men took women. They took them through sex. That's just how they cemented it. Okay, once y'all had sex, that was it. Y'all were married. Right. And so what what Naomi tells Ruth to do is she says, go, daughter, go get dressed, go take a shower, put some perfume on, look good, because I'm going to now give you to Boaz. And you're going to go and you're going to lay at his feet in the middle of the night. And when he wakes up, you know, if he has sex with you, then that's, that's your husband. Right. But this is what I loved about Boaz and a and, and a man of god and this is this is this is so honorable and why it is very important to link with a man of god because a man of god is going to use his best discernment and he's going to do what god wants to do instead of what his flesh wants to do so naomi uh naomi tells ruth go get pretty go get cute go put on your good clothes girl and go lay at his feet and when he wakes up he'll have sex with you and you'll be his wife so in the middle of the night Ruth says "Oh, he she complies. She says, OK, she goes and sneaks into Boaz's dwelling where he is laying in the, on the hay and things like that. And she lays at his feet like she was instructed to. Right. And then Boaz wakes up in the middle of the night and he sees her and she's saying, like, I'm your servant. She basically gives herself to Boaz like, hey, I'm, I'm here for you. You do with me as you please. You've been good to me. Uh, Naomi told me to do this. I'm willing. Let's go. Like, I'm, I'm willing to be your wife. Right. Boaz goes, wait a minute. Before I do this, there's another step that I must take. So, in biblical days, whoever was, uh, so she was a widow, right? So, whoever was in the hierarchy of the family could take the person as their wife because she had land attached to her, right? Ruth wasn't just a a regular woman. She had land attached to her, she had lineage attached to her. So, whoever took her as his wife was going to inherit some land and the name and all types of stuff, right? Um, And so he was like, before I do that, now he could have just did what he wanted to do because she was already presented to him. He was like, before I do that, I know that you come with more than that. I got to do the right thing. Let me go make sure because there was somebody ahead of him in the family that he had to check with or because if, okay, if the person that was ahead of Boaz wanted, uh, wanted Ruth as his wife, then he got first dibs. Because he was first in line in the family and then Boaz was second. Right. So he tells he tells Ruth, he says, wait a minute before I do that, before I take you as my wife, even though I want to let me check with old old buddy. I forgot what his name was. Um, Let me check with him to make sure that he doesn't want you first, because if he wants you first, I have to honor that as a man of God. I have to do what's right. He gets first dibs. So he tells and this is this and he looks out for her. This is another thing that I noticed about a man of God. He will look out for you. He doesn't want your reputation scorned. So all the men that that will hit it and quit it and go and run off and tell people and, and, and ruin your reputation. That ain't a man. That ain't that ain't it. Watch how a man talks about other women that he's been with. That is very important. What he does is he protects Ruth. So he says, hey, before the sun comes up, sneak out of here so nobody knows you were here. I don't want your reputation ruined because just like Bridgerton, if, if it gets, gets out that I slept with you, everybody's going to think I slept with you and then I have to marry you and then I dishonor myself because I didn't check with old buddy first. You see how he wants to keep his integrity intact and he wants to do the honorable and right thing by not just Ruth, but himself, right? So he looks out for her and he looks out for himself. So he puts his own needs to the back burner to protect her and to protect his integrity. Good morning, you guys. He protects her integrity. So then he goes um, and he says, hey, so you don't leave empty handed, take six scoops of barley and then go back to Naomi. So she knows that you just didn't come in vain. Right. So she she goes, okay, yep, I'll do that. So she takes the barley. She sneaks out before the sun comes up. So nobody sees her. And then she goes back to Naomi and tells Naomi what happened. Then Boaz goes to the man like he said he would in the morning. (laughs) Boaz wastes no time. And this is another thing. Godfair men get to it. He wasn't sneaky about it. He didn't try to be deceptive. He went and handled his business. Men of God handle their business. Okay, he wasn't like, all right, I'm just gonna wait and I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'm gonna sit back. No, he was like, I want to marry you. So let me go take care of this. So I make sure that we're both in the clear. So he goes the next day. He goes to old buddy and he says, Look, Ruth, I want to marry her. However, you're next in line. This is what she comes with. So if if you take her, she comes with this land. She gets your, she gets your name, and then you can have her as your wife. And then I'm 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 out of it. And the man goes, you know, thank you for doing that. But no, nah, like, I can't take her because I got my own thing going on. It's going to mess up my whole situation. And it didn't say really what his situation was. But he was basically like, I can't do it because it's going to mess up whatever I got going on. Maybe he had another wife. Maybe he had his, you know, his dealings was was deep. So he didn't do that. And what I, another thing that I loved about Boaz is he did it in front of a crowd. Boaz gathered all the important men and he was like, hey, let's have this conversation in front of everyone. So can't nobody say that I did the wrong thing. He wasn't he he did not want his integrity. Slashed at all. So I loved about Boaz, a man. Ladies, when you are talking to these men, ask ask questions that probe their integrity. If he cheated on everyone. That he dealt with before you, what's his integrity look like? How does he treat his family? How does he treat his friends? How does he treat people in his business? If he's not a man of integrity in his business, how is he going to be a man of integrity in the bedroom? If his friends are cheaters, ask about his, watch his friends. Birds of a feather flock together, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I saw this post on Instagram. Uh, I think this young lady said it on TikTok. And she was a hundred percent right. I mean her language the way she said it was like a little rough, but she was like she said, uh, and I always thought this, I am not friends with cheaters because if you would deceit and lie and manipulate the person you lay in bed with, either your husband or your wife, how do I think you're gonna be loyal to me? And I've always felt that way. So when your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend hangs out with cheaters, that is a red flag because what that says is either you're okay with it or you you do it yourself. And if you're okay with it, then what's going to stop the situation if it if it happens to your man? You guys, we are we are human beings. If you're trying to be on a diet and your friends hang out at at the cupcake factory, <laughs> it is not cool to go hang out with your friends at the cupcake factory because eventually you're going to eat a cupcake. And maybe that one cupcake turns into two. But a man's friends and a woman's friends are are integral parts of who they are, because say like this, if your man hangs around with other men of integrity and other God fearing men, if any time he is uh, tempted to cheat or tempted to do something, maybe he sees a gorgeous woman and she wants his number. Right. Or she's like trying to lure him because the devil will tempt your husband. the devil will tempt your boyfriend. The devil will tempt you. That's why you get them. Hey, big head texts when you are in a relationship. That's when you get, hey, how are you? I was just checking on you. You know, I saw that you in a relation. That's why you get those texts. The devil knows how to come try to slither his way into your happiness. <laughs> he he knows exactly how to tempt you. Right. So he might be around and see this young lady that's that's giving him the eyes and that has this booty in this shape. And y'all are going through a rough time. So she knows exactly what to say. You know, probing your husband. And if your husband looks at his friends and his friends are like. Yeah, go hit that. She ain't going to. know. He's going to fall. Men are the sum of his friends or the men be like, "Nah, dog, you got too much to lose. You know, your wife just had the baby. You know, you're going through a hard time. Don't 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 do that. Come. No, 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 no. We go. Bye, girl. We're going to go over here and play golf or something. That's that 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 doorway is is so much more protected with good friends. Y'all can look at a lot of mo- it, movies, <laughs> TV shows. Um, I told y'all I love the crown. And every time uh, the queen's husband got caught up with other women were in compromising situations is because he was hanging out with people who thought that that was okay. That is just how the cookie crumbles. So thank you. Patrice said it best bad company corrupts good character. If you hang out, if you were trying to change your life and you got all your friends talking about something F R E E E E E E N A, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or trying to get you to do things like maybe you stop smoking, maybe you stop drinking, and they in your face take a drink, take a drink, take a drink, take a drink, and they don't respect your boundaries, you're more prone to stumble um, than you are to keep on your path. So you got to be careful with that. You got to be careful with that. Yes, got to be careful with that. Um, let me go to the comments real quick. Uh, thank y'all. Yes, hit the like button. Make sure you guys subscribe. Corey says, yes, ma'am. I just hit the like button. Thank you for always reminding us. Yes, thank you The happy housewife. Happy housewife be on it. She'd be like, y'all better hit that like button. <laughs> Period. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, thank you, She Amber. Good morning. Uh, Venetia says, that's how my ex uh, said he ended up cheating, going to the bar with the men. LOL I thought it was cute boys a cute boy's night out, but his friends were looking uh, were looking wait, so his friends were looking so he ended up looking absolutely. that's why they tell uh married people, don't be hanging with single people. I think more so men than women because women are less prone in my personal opinion in my circle and what I do to tell a woman to cheat um, unless she's a cheater than it is for a man to be like, oh no, nah, you see. And men, if especially if you're trying to be married or you're married, be very careful that you don't hang out with people that have bitter marriages, that got baby, like got issues that are going to tell you don't do it. Because you your friends really breathe life into your situation or they could destroy it just by somebody's perspective can either hurt, make or break your situation you know, good advice or bad advice. Uh, so be very careful with that. Like only confide in people that you truly trust their judgment and then not even just their judgment. Look at the fruit, look at their fruit. Do they have integrity? Are they men of God? Do they pray? Do they submit to somebody other than themselves? And not just say, yeah, I know God and I I got a relationship, but no, do they really submit to God? Meaning they, they quarrel their own wants and their personal fleshly desires to do what's right. For their households, their their women, or whatever the case may be, if that man is not a, a man of integrity, then that's not a man you should be taking advice from. Same for women. If that woman is not a woman of integrity, that is not a woman that you should be taking advice from because a woman is going to say, "Girl, that's your husband." I tell it to my friends over. That's your husband. Now you know you was wrong. You know that's your husband. Stop doing. Stop acting like that. Those are the type of things. Like when you, when you go to a wedding. Here's the whole point and reason why people are supposed to have weddings. The reason why you're supposed to have a wedding is because you're saying in front of a community that we are deciding to stick together. And you are supposed to be charged. It depends on the ceremony. You're supposed to be charged as witnesses that if any time they go through anything, you're supposed to speak life into that couple, not divide them, not to say, girl, that's why you shouldn't marry him. No, 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 no. You are supposed to speak life into that couple. like no. That ain't right. That's your husband, girl. Or nope, that's not right. That's your wife. You're supposed to speak life to keep them together. That is the point of a, a wedding. Is all of y'all are supposed to be charged with making sure that that couple does not falter. And those words matter. The seeds that you plant matter. So make sure if you have married friends, that if you have friends that are in relationships that you are constantly charging them to do the right thing even when they're not the best. They're upset. Uh, they may want to stumble or whatever. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You constantly have to remind them that it's not worth it. Great friend will keep you accountable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on, Corey, hanging around five broke people will make you be the sixth one. Exactly. So I don't know why people don't take the same principles they have with money. Like we don't, we tell ourselves all the time, you don't want limiting beliefs with money. You don't want to mismanage money. You want to treat money good. You wanted to, we all have all these principles and these lovely ideals for money, but we don't do the same thing for love and relationships. Same principles. If you have a broke mentality, when it comes to money, the same principle is when you have a broke mentality, when it comes to relationships, if you believe that you can't get money, no matter what, that's going to be a reality. If you believe that you can't get something beautiful, that is going to be a reality. So it's the same principles, just different situations. So people will hype up their money, but will not hype up relationships or have that same thought process with relationships. It's really baffling to me. It's very interesting. But yes, absolutely. So. uh, Let's talk about. um, So we talked about Boaz, right? So a few characteristics. He had a good reputation. Just like men ask about women, women ask about the men you're dating. For whatever reason, we don't be care we don't care as much about a man's reputation as they care about ours. A man, if he know if one person know you, he gonna ask about you. Don't think that he ain't gonna do his research. He all just like y'all think y'all are some investigators. He all up on your Instagram. He's going and seeing who y'all connected with. He's asking behind the scenes. Hey, what's up with shorty? Who she been with? Who she? Because a man wants to check your reputation. Bible says reputation is more precious than gold. Women do the same thing. Who's he been with? How did he treat her? You need to figure out what that other relationship was like. You need to know. You know the times where people were like, "I don't need to know that." Was his business? And all, you need to see patterns. That matters. He had a good reputation, um, and just like it matters to men, it should matter to women. Boaz had Ruth's best interests at heart. He was not selfish. He said, "Hey." Before I take this from you, before I know you are offering the cookie, I know you are offering things at my feet, but before I take it, let me make sure that I'm going to take you in the, in the right way. So he had her best interests at heart and he was not selfish. Um, he was honorable and he did right even when things didn't benefit him. It didn't benefit him to go ask, old buddy, you know, if, if he could take Ruth. If, if old buddy would have said yes, he would have lost out on Ruth and her inheritance. But he was like, Let me do the right thing. He put his integrity and his honor before himself. That's a man of God. You got to think about when you start, y'all pay attention to characteristics. It's not about the the the, the surface stuff is cute They look good and he's sick. They, all of that is cute. But what is his character like? If he is cheating on his girlfriend, he don't you don't think he gonna cheat on you? If he's cheating on his wife, you don't think that he's not going to cheat on you? His wife is the closest thing to him. His wife is his rib. He's talking crap about his baby mama. How is he going to treat you? I am y'all. Let me tell y'all one thing. If you never want to talk to me a day in your life, talk bad about your baby mama. Disrespect your baby mama while you're getting to know me. me, Oh, let me hear how it's all her fault. I'm taking notes because I want to ask you questions and, and I'm not going to And you're not going to know because I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> non-judgment women. This is a key. When you're asking men questions, do not have any judgment in your voice. Don't have any judgment in your reaction. Let him let him keep talking. Let him talk. Don't tell a man a laundry list of the things that you want. I learned this from my male friends. Don't tell him what you want. Don't tell him what you want. Tell him the characteristics that you're looking for. I like a man of honor. I like a man that keeps his word. I like a man that's chivalrous because I think that makes me like, tell him the characteristics that you want out of a man. Don't tell him the things that you want. And ask him questions that are going to probe these responses to see if he's a man of integrity, to see if he's a man of honor, to see if he's a man of God. And you give zero judgment to his answers. You just sit back and you listen. If he has a baby mama, ask him about the relationship. And I'm not saying that every relationship has to be perfect, but how he speaks about her speaks volumes. Even how he got together with her, I was I was getting to know a guy. He might see this. I don't think so though. I was getting to know a guy, right? And he was going and talking about his baby mamas, baby mamas plural. I was like, okay, because one, I understand. Maybe you were young, right? Maybe maybe you slipped up. Two, uh, okay. But if you're willing to have a third with no intent of marriage, no intention of purpose, that's a problem for me. And I want to know why you didn't want to marry them. I want to know what happened. I want to know how you feel about them. And I'm asking all of these questions. Before you go on a date, when a man has to ask these questions. So, you know, if you even need to waste your time sitting across from F the date, forget the date. See if you can probe some stuff. So he's talking about his baby mamas, right? And then I go, um, I said, So do you want any more kids? He goes, Yeah, I'm I'm open to it. I'm like, oh, do you want to get married? Cause my whole thing is like, if you have two baby mamas already, right? <laughs> Not judging you, but you got two baby mamas already, three kids. Shouldn't the next one be like different? Shouldn't you want to like change up your pattern? Shouldn't you want to change up the situation for your children's sake to give them some stability, some sort of foundation, some sort of Something to look up to, because like I said in the in the earlier thing, you guys, the difference for you, if you guys weren't here, the difference between my married homegirls and my single homegirls and myself has nothing to do with feminine or masculine energy, because those women would be considered more masculine in society's eyes than a lot of us that I know are single. It has nothing to do with you wearing makeup and dresses, because those girls don't even wear makeup. They don't even wear dresses and stuff like that. The biggest difference is they had an example of what a marriage looked like. They knew the role of a man. They knew a role of a woman, and they just knew that's the biggest difference. So instead of you wanting foundation for your for your family, he goes, "No, I really don't believe in marriage." Okay, and so I ask him another question. (laughs) Ask questions, ladies. Uh, So this is what I always ask to men who are okay with having children and not okay with marriage. Are you okay with your child not taking your last name? Because legally, especially in the state of Georgia, when you are pregnant and you are not married, your child on paper has your last name as a woman. The way that a man gets his child's last name is by going through the courts and legitimizing his child, which takes money, which takes time. For some reason, they don't want to sign that legal. They don't want to get married and sign that legal document and make everything wanted in their household. But they want to go ahead and have all these babies where legally they have to go through hell and hot water for your child to even have your name. Makes zero sense to me. Zero sense. But that's why you got to ask questions. It's kind of pro people's mentalities. Um, anywho, so I go, is it OK that, you know, your children, your child doesn't have your last name? Because in the hospital, they don't. Like if I were to have a baby and I was not married, everything in the hospital would say baby Daniel because that's my last name. It would say baby Daniel. It wouldn't say baby Johnson or baby whatever whoever the man is. If you are an unmarried woman in Georgia, then your child will have your last name on paperwork and in the hospital until that man legitimizes his child if you were not married. Um, so even if you do get pregnant, it behooves your husband if he wants his child to have his last name and all of that stuff and not have to go through court and paperwork just to get married if you know you're going to be together. I digress. So then he goes Well, none of my kids have my last name. That baffled the crap out of me, y'all. That baffled the crap out of me. Because I don't know too many men that are okay with not only not their children having their last name, but their wife not having their last name. And that just confirmed in one conversation, oh, you are not the man for me. Because I would, if I want a man who cares about that. So that's the little things that I'm talking about, ladies. All you got to do is just probe, ask questions and pay attention and not ignore those things. To me, that said a lot about that man's character. You are willing to have children. <laughs> you're willing to, to, to not have a good relationship with these women. And you didn't even go through the steps to ensure that your children had your last name. So when you roll up to a school, you're not a stranger. That means that you can't even get permission for your children to be taken out of the country. Like there's a lot of layers to this. It's not just about having a baby and being a baby. It ain't about the baby mama, baby daddy thing. It's legal. They don't want to get married because of their legal reasons and the stuff that they want to protect, but you're not protecting your children. It just pay attention to what they say (laughs) and their actions and what's going on with their current situation. Ask questions. And I was just like, All right, this man is not for me. Now, I didn't tell him that. I just said, hey, you know, I don't think we're compatible. (laughs) Because it's not my, I'm not judging him, but I'm judging him for myself. I'm not judging him in the world. That's between him and God. He can do whatever he wanted to do. But for me, in my household, in my future, in my lineage, with my husband, in our household, that ain't going to work for me. Not that you have children out in this world and that they don't even, you don't even care enough to legitimize them and make them. Your uh, yours that 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 baffled. I didn't. I didn't. I can't comprehend when th- when one plus one don't equal two. I'm a Virgo. The brain it don't. And when the math don't math, it doesn't make sense to me. And I can't. I personally can't. Um. So just be, pay very close attention. Uh, she Amber says some people uh, adapt to their environment and not change the environment they are in. That is very true. But that's why you ask questions to probe what type of mentality they have. It's all important. It's all, 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 all important. So let's go to, uh, we already talked about a Proverbs 31 woman. If you guys have any questions about that, we talked about that yesterday about a God fearing woman and what, and what she is. We could talk about that, but let's go to Jacob. So Genesis 29 verse 15 talked about Jacob. And what I thought was very interesting about the story of Jacob. So Jacob arrives um, to this city. And he wants to he sees this young lady. She's beautiful to him. She's like he's like, I want her right. He's made up his mind. I want her. So Jacob goes to her, goes to um, her father. and. He says, Hey, I want to marry Rachel. And Rachel was the youngest of two daughters, right? Now, in biblical days, it looked bad if the eldest daughter did not get married first, right? And this is uh, Genesis 29, starts at verse 15. And so the dad, he goes, Hey, I'll work for you. I'll work for you for seven years, seven years if I can have Rachel seven years. This is what Jacob says to her father, Rachel's father, because he he wanted to marry Rachel. He was willing to do what it took. This showed me that a a man of God is willing to be patient. Some men can't even wait three months before they complain about not getting no tail. Jacob waited seven years. And I'm not saying that you should make a man wait wait seven years. (laughs) I think you'd be always be single if a man got to wait seven years. You ain't never going to find no husband. But biblically, remember what I said, they did not have sex with women until they married them. That was that was that was a no, new. No. you cannot take a woman as physically without being married. to. Like once you do it, you're married. Jacob said, I will work for you for seven years. To her father, if I can have Rachel, right? And he said, and this was this was so beautiful. It says, so Jacob worked for seven years to pay for Rachel pay for Rachel. And his love for her was so strong that it seemed like only a few days to him. So he was basically like, what do I got to do to get her? I want her. I want her. So what do I got to do? So when you meet a man, and I'm not telling you a man is going to wait seven years. I don't. I think with our society, like I said, a man won't even, but if you, if you feel like you're convicted from God to wait for whatever amount of reasons, whatever, whatever, and he like, no, nah, I'm not with that. I ain't waiting for nothing. I'm going to be out here doing what I got to do. There's your answer. I'm sorry. couple months, seven years, miss me. <laughs> miss me. You know what I mean? So he was patient and he was willing to sacrifice for Rachel. Now, here's the jacked up thing, though. If you keep reading, that's why I want y'all to read it for yourself. This, this, This whole thing with Jacob and the daddy. And, and, and this was a whole telenovela. Like Genesis is full of like drama. This was drama. So here's the jacked up part, right? So Jacob honored his commitment and he worked seven years for Rachel. And he said his love was so strong that it only seemed like a few days. Oh shoot. We're running out of time. Um, finally the time came to marry her and the dad was like, well, I'm going to give you Leah first. Here's Leah. Or no, he he sent Leah to go sleep with Jacob. When Jacob woke up, it was not Rachel. He was upset. But he was like, because you promised me Rachel and you gave me Leah. So then he said, Well, if you work for me seven more years, I'll give you Rachel. And he ended up, he ended up getting uh, he ended up getting both of them. So read Proverb, uh, read Genesis 29 to get that whole story. It was crazy. But one thing that that showed me with Jacob is uh, a man of God is willing to be patient and he's willing to sacrifice for the woman that he wants. I'm not telling y'all to do it for seven years. But if you telling a man, hey, look, God convicted me, I need to I, I, I need you to wait a couple months. All right. So tomorrow, because we ran out of time and I had this written down. I went through the Bible and I started reading about marriages, about a woman's role in a marriage uh, biblically and a a husband's role in a marriage biblically. And some things that I found were very interesting. Um, But uh, they were good treatment partnership, all of that stuff. So we'll talk about that tomorrow since tomorrow's Friday. Um, But just think about that when you are read the story of Boaz and Boaz is uh, is Ruth, the book of Ruth, and then read Genesis 29 for yourself and see how, see Jacob sacrifice Boaz's sacrifice for the women that they loved in God's name, because they were definitely men of God, because they kept their honor. They kept their integrity and they did what they were supposed to do. And they all had resources. They were, they knew their purpose. They were willing to put in the work. So think about that. Um, Because of what I'm hearing a lot is like, men just don't want to do the work. They rather women degrade or downgrade themselves and then the upgrade, which makes no sense to me anyway. Um, he said, person says seven years, Rachel was a baddie. <laughs> yeah. And then he ended up, it, keep reading, keep reading the story because it ends up getting really interesting. Um, it, it, it ends up getting very, very interesting. Thank you. Happy housewife. Have a great day. Chev says, wait, can you share those scriptures again, please? Absolutely. So Read uh, Genesis 24, which talks about, wait, that was yesterday. That was a wife of Isaac. My bad. Let me, let me back up. Um, so the book of Ruth, read the book of Ruth. And that talks about Boaz and Ruth and their story. And then read about uh, Jacob marries Leah and Rachel, which is in Genesis 29. Starts at verse, uh, starts at verse 15. So Genesis 29, which is the story of Jacob. Leah and Rachel's marriage starts at verse 15 and then read the book of Ruth. It's very short. The book of Ruth is very short and it's basically all about Ruth and Boaz and um, and, and their union together. Very short chapter. It's like three pages, I think. One, two. Yeah, it's three. It's very short. But this whole book of Ruth is all about Boaz and Ruth and the sacrifices that Boaz made in order to be with Ruth. And also the sacrifices Jacob made in order to be with Rachel. Um, I think it's very telling of what a man of God is willing to do for the woman that he being a man of God and putting his integrity, even if he loves her, putting his integrity in, in his relationship with God first. Um, let's see. No problem. It said you should watch. The movie For the Love of Ruth it's so good. I think it's on Prime Video. Oh, thank you for that, See, yeah, I will. I'll check that out. For the Love of Ruth. Yes. Um I wish I could go to Bible study on Wednesdays, but I have night classes Oh, I know. Well, you can always do Bible study yourself. You guys do not have to be in church to study the Bible. I'm telling y'all. Some days what I love what I love to do say if I take a topic, right, that we're we're talking about and I was going through this morning I was like okay what does the Bible say about husbands so I went back into the back of the Bible I don't know this is how my Bible set up where it has everything broken down if you want scriptures on moving obedience meeting um, so say if you want to read about what a wife does or if you want to read about money if you want to read about um, love or whatever the case may be my Bible breaks it down by verse and chapter of where you can find every time it's mentioned. So you can have Bible study for yourself and you just go to where it says and and read the chapters and see what speaks to you. Um, You can always have Bible study on your own. You don't need to be in church. Church is a great place to be. Uh, I went to Bible study last night. It was great. But if you have other obligations and you just can't make it, you can always go to, uh, you can always do church on your own or Bible study on your own. Um. Thank you, Venetia. She said this is amazing. I love morning motivation. Thank you, Britt. No problem. What Bible do I have? I have. Who's calling me this early? I have y'all. My Bible's so old. <laughs> I got this in 2010, and it used to be like a faux leather thing. That's why it's always folded because it crumbles. <laughs> um. But this is this is the New Living Translation, I believe. Um, this is the Holy Bible gift and award edition, new living translation, second edition. Um, yeah, I got this book from like a bookstore. I got this, you can't even see it. I got this Bible from like a bookstore or something. Um, but most Bibles I believe have, have it written down in the back. What is this called? Um, a dictionary or, uh, coordinates to tell you just when you when you search for your bible i like to do, get them physically so you could kind of open them and see how they look versus buying them online if you can look online but see if they have coordinates on the back so you can figure out like what chapters and stuff you want to read on your own and then i just highlight tab make notes like i read the book of ruth before and i wrote that down uh before as i saw that boaz made sacrifices for her i saw that he put her needs or her integrity before his own um and so you can make notes. You can go back and highlight. You can do all of that stuff. Venicia um, says, uh, Veronica, thank you, Veronica. A great message, Brittany. Thank you. I needed this. Thank you. Um, Diamond says, didn't Jacob steal his brother's blessing? Ah, did Jacob? I didn't read that part. I literally just only read, um, y'all, Jacob. It was messy with Jacob, okay? Jacob Jacob had it hard. I just read when Jacob married um Rachel and uh Rachel and Leah. So that was the only part I read for our pre- preparation for today. So I need to continue reading about Jacob um because I'm not sure. <laughs> Patrice's mine looks like that. Yeah mine is mine look beat up but I love it because it's I like it because I didn't highlight it. I like that I know what I've read already and taking notes. So I'm gonna keep it but I started taking my uh digital Bible to 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 church. Ordering the interactive Bible is great. Just order the message Bible. Absolutely. I love that you guys are getting your Bibles. Uh, thank you. Great message. I appreciate you for real. Oh, no problem. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for showing up. Um, Thank y'all for just tuning in and, and being here. And And I appreciate y'all. Patrice said, This is that's a well loved <laughs> yes. This Bible is well loved. I don't want it to go anytime I think of getting a new one, I'm like, But this is my baby, and I'm just gonna keep filling it and keep highlighting it until I can't highlight no more, and then I'll start over. But, um, I had this Bible for a while and I love it, so yes, it is well loved. Thank you, Patrice. Ross says, Yes, the relationship with God starts with yourself, absolutely. The church is the meeting place, yes, and also church is where we commune. Like my church brings in the Holy Spirit every time we get together. So if you go to church and you don't feel nothing, my church always, oh, you could feel it in the room, man. I went to church last night. It was so good. Um, uh, Venetia says, wow. So that seven years was punishment. No, it wasn't punishment. Um, but he wanted to work to pay for her. I think you read it, read, read the, read the verse. See what you get out of it. I don't think it was punishment. The dad did do him wrong, though, because he did say, hey, I'm going to work for seven years. It wasn't punishment. Um, but just because you do the right thing doesn't mean that you're always going to get what you want. And I think that that's something we could have took out of Jacob's story as well. That's just that's just life. You know what I mean? Um, goodbye, y'all, for those who have to leave. And he said, yes, that's what I was thinking. It wasn't punishment. His dad just didn't honor their what their agreement was. You know, and you'll have that sometimes. Sometimes you'll make an agreement with people and they don't keep their, their end of the bargain, unfortunately. Corey says, my fiance is abstinent and um, he made a vow to God at 16 that he would wait until marriage. My family never informed me uh, on the beauty of waiting, but I vowed to wait two years ago and he is blessed. Oh, that is a beautiful thing. Y'all keep it up. See, see what happens when you follow a man of God. Come on now. Now he saved you too. Or he helped save you. That is beautiful. I don't even like that because only Jesus saves, but you know what I mean? That is beautiful. Come on. See, see y'all, there are men of God out there. There are people who will wait. You just got to, you have to wait and have faith that it's going to come to you. Still date, still go out there and, you know, do your thing. But it's possible. So thank you for sharing your testimony, because a lot of people don't think that this is possible. So I appreciate you sharing and being transparent. Um, wow. And he's been at it for that long and they grown now. So that's on period. OK. Um, the Happy Housewife says I have I have a few, but my favorite now is Tyndall New Trans- Living Translation Bible. It's beautiful and has uh code so that QR code so that you can go deep. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Patrice says I haven't bought a new Bible in years. I want to, but I love mine. I use it to study application. By the way. absolutely. Um I love it. And I love that you guys are in your Bibles. I love that you guys are getting new Bibles. Just as long as we're reading the word y'all don't matter if it's old, new, um as long as you're reading the word, see what God is is moving in your life speaking to you. See how things that I've read may have translated for you different. Um, I, I love that we're doing that. Make sure you guys get in a Bible based church. Keep praying tomorrow. We will talk about more on marriage, um, and all of that. Yes. Are you all still wearing masks at church? I'm thinking of going back to my old church. I don't wear a mask at church. Some people do. I don't. It's a personal choice at this point. It's a personal choice that people want to wear masks. I don't wear a mask. I haven't worn a mask in a very long time. Um, like I told y'all, I told y'all why it, for me to God be the glory. I'm covered in the blood. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> so I just, yeah, but I love you guys so much. I hope you guys had a beautiful blessed day. I hope you guys are blessed. Um, and then church to Percy, make sure your church still fills you because if your church does not fill you, then it's okay to try another church. It's okay to, to try something different. Um, we try new relationships all the time. We could try new churches. Patrice says, thank you, Brittany, for teaching, for this teaching. So happy to be able to be back on here. Love y'all. Oh, thank you. Love you too. Have a great day. You guys have a beautiful, blessed day. I will catch you guys tomorrow. We'll wrap it up. Is it Thursday? We'll wrap up the uh, the week with, uh, let's talk about marriage tomorrow, okay? For those who are preparing, who are single and preparing. And I want my married people to show up so y'all can give us the two cents and, and let us know what's tea. All right. I love y'all. You guys have a beautiful, blessed day, and I will catch you guys tomorrow. Bye, y'all.